This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Terminator Genesis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm your gracious host, alongside me, the bone deep, tone deaf, roped up, ripped out. Just to wonder what's going on, sir. Uh, nothing much. Nick, I cut my finger. How's that? Man, hurts a little bit. You know, you get in the um, aluminum foil. It's got the little teeth on it, so you can make a precise cut. I precisely cut my finger instead of the aluminum foil. And I was a baby about it. It hurts. What are we doing with the tinfoil? Wrapping old pizza in it. Pizza that we didn't eat. Zoom in for the listeners. Old pizza is his daughter's name. <sighs> but other than that, I haven't been getting much sleep lately. That also sucks. Just kind of giving you the real. You know, I'm trying to keep it real. Having right. a little bit of insomnia. How about yourself? I think the reason I can't sleep is because I'm so excited for the month of January. Yep. How yep. you doing? You're preparing for a big trip. I am. I leave Sunday for the Dominican Republic and all it offers. Is that your favorite day of the week, Sunday? It is. I mean, it's church day. That's not why. Oh, okay. I do love Sunday, though. I, I mean, Saturday is my favorite day, but Sundays, I take great pride in Sundays. Meaning why? Well, you have to get an early start because people close too early on Sunday, so you got to maximize the earlier part of the day. I use it as an excuse to dress my worst, counteract all the people overdoing it, and it's just nice. Yeah, so you're talking about people that get dressed up in their Sunday best. You do your Sunday worst. So what, what would that right. entail? I mean, I wear the same shit every day. What are you, who, are you, who are we fooling? Hoodie, shorts. Hoodie and jeans and bag of shells. And I don't have to worry about traffic at Chick-fil-A. I had to deal with that today. Did you eat at Chick-fil-A today? No. The traffic from a Chick-fil-A slowed me down. I was almost oh, late for man. an appointment today because of Chick-fil-A's commandeering of everything around it. Yeah, people it's are excited crazy. to eat that chicken spilling out into the proper roads. Is that what you're talking about? That's that's tough. They'll do a double drive through at those places to ele- try to alleviate that. Well, that's what that's what I was going to say. I don't hate Chick-fil-A. I mean, it's fine. It's a cult down here. There's the two extremes. There's the places that are way too busy for the way that they're set up. So they cause a lot of difficulty for everything around them. And then there's the ones that are overconfident and are giant and have their own traffic patterns and 50 employees. They expect you to know their menu left, right, and backwards. There's chicken on it, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Chick-fil-A either. I I I think it's kind of obviously a staple of the South. People go crazy for it. You hear people from the North sometimes, will they'd be like, get excited if a Chick-fil-A like finds its way into their city. I just, I don't think it tastes that good. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a big fan. I remember when they opened the first one in Los Angeles, those people, it was ritualistic how they were. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. People really go gaga over it. I don't know why. 
But, you know, people, I think one of the things, people are nice to you when they work there typically. I think people like that. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, when you go to another fast food restaurant and they shame you, they take shots at you, criticize you. Got to tell you something else that's irritating me. Twitter, which I still, is still my go-to for a lot of the stuff, you know, sports sure. news and stuff like that. It has fed me so many videos of people getting killed. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, because of the war? No, the the algorithm on the, you know, they have this, the tab that's your people that you follow. And then there's the things that it suggests for you. And it'll often default to that tab when I open it. Yeah. And it's constantly, because I like, you know, friendly carnage. Kids, the kids bouncing off the trampoline and stuff like that. Now it's sending me the most gross shit. and I can't get away from it. I don't really understand. So they're, they're showing you people dying accidentally caught on video, that kind of thing. Yep. Well, and maybe people, delete the app. Like that's pretty awful. I and people and that. people getting shot in restaurant like uh Jesus killers Christ, man. killer like people killing people, a lot of that shit. Do you follow like like gun people or something? I don't know. Well, get I mean in Google I always type get me more murder videos. I've never seen like a murder video on Twitter. It doesn't default to that tab for me. It, it escalates def- and it escalates. Today was the was the boiling point for me. I saw something I really didn't want to see. So you del- you deleted it or no? No, it's I didn't delete it because it's baseball hot stove season. I've got a I got my priorities, but yeah, I th- maybe we should just get out of there. You know, I run the threads, which is ultra confusing and not very exciting. But it's not Twitter, you know, and Twitter is is bad. Let's just give it a review real quick. It's not good. I get a lot uh, of uh, OnlyFans ads on my Twitter feed. Now, is it because they think that I would like an only, like they think, oh, this guy's, you know, he loves OnlyFans, which I don't, but is that, did they somehow know that like this guy could like (laughs) OnlyFans? This guy might like OnlyFans. Well, who doesn't like OnlyFans? Never been to OnlyFans. I sound like I'm protesting too much. I haven't, I haven't really. I mean, we talked a little bit about how the woman, the actress from the Sopranos has OnlyFans. What's her name? Drea De Mateo. That's the, that's the last news I heard about it. Is it still a popular (laughs) website? Oh, yeah, it's killing it. Or does she single-handedly shut it down? No, it's killing it. It's never been better. <laughs> have you been on there? I've been on there. It's getting too I, personal. Yeah, curiosity. Maybe. But no, it's I, I don't have a, a, a horse in the race necessarily, but mm-hmm. it's a medium that people can use to... Maybe we should do an OnlyFans for the microscope. What do you think? <laughs> and it should just be photos of fans. Not our fans. That We'd run out no, no, pretty I mean quickly. The, the but hardware, yeah, box fans, hardware. window fans. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that joke's never been done before. <laughs> Speaking of fans, we've gotten some comments after our last episode. You've been running a new feature on your on the Instagram feed that for us, which you which you um, control. I control the Twitter page that maybe we'll have to abandon if you keep getting murder videos. Don't do I it. I like the me. new feature, but we've been getting some comments, and I just want to take some time to say thanks to everyone that's been listening and obviously commenting. Thanks for you you for posting the transcripts of some of our uh, explain to, explain the new feature, I guess. So on Spotify, which obviously you guys are recommended to use for our sake after you upload something after a little while it transcribes it using ai i'm sure can you imagine if there's a guy that they have to (laughs) poor man one more listener (laughs) so it transcribes it and then so we've been enjoying because i guess partially because we're not exactly the most gifted orators and because it's a flawed process some of the shit doesn't come out tight but when it does it captures some of the moments that make us kind of happy and it's fun to revisit them in that way. Capture some of the moments that make or break. Yes, yeah, so I did one from uh, Orphan First Kill. And then I think Justin sent me one. I've had a friend, uh, Johnny, Johnny McCarowitz. John, if you're listening, I can't believe it. Uh, blew my mind the other day when he told me he listens to the show. I was not expecting that. 
He's been on several um, times. Obviously. Yeah, he's yeah, our, he's our yeah. most welcome guest. Like he's our most featured guest by but far. We, if I think if we had asked each other in private, does he listen to the show? We'd said we would have both said no at the same time. Right. Right. But he, he sent me a tra- he sent me a transcript clip unsolicited that made me very happy. So which I don't like one of the things that made me sad was I, I think we were both kind of excited but that that these episodes are being transcribed by a tiny robot. <laughs> but I went back to try to find the transcribed uh, conversation when you named the hero Porg in The Last Jedi Nocturnus, and I lost it for a half hour. I wanted to find it, and I, they did not transcribe that episode. They don't. They must not be going back past a certain point and doing that. By the way, unexpectedly, you're talking about murder videos on Twitter. On mine, what was pushed to me today, I think on Facebook, someone <laughs> posted a video of the transformation from The Beast Within. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best. And someone posted in the comments, what I feel like waking up every day in Biden's America. Someone had to put a political comment on the Beast Within video. Turned what he thought was an insult to the ultimate compliment. I wish they posted a picture of Meat Feet. Remember that? Remember that guy? Oh my in that God, movie? it's so gross. Anyway, buddy, you, you've been the watching politics, anything? man, of course. I finished Monarch. I'm caught oh. up on J- Jack Reaching. How did that end, Monarch? With credits. Did it end well? It ended fine, yeah. They did something I hate, but mm-hmm. they also did some stuff I love, so. Does Godzilla eat Wyatt Russell, and then it fast-forwards to the present, and Kurt Russell says, oh, and he disappears? <laughs> Wyatt Russell goes in his maw, and Kurt Russell comes out his butt. That's what, that's... <laughs> One year later, circle life. But no, it's. I think I gave up on Reacher. I can't do it anymore. I think I'm done with can, Reacher. Can I sell you on this latest episode? You could, you could try. Yeah. He walks stiffly through the through the places. Yeah. Looks like he's about to cry. Drives and uses a gun a lot. I heard somebody, one of the uh, cast members. I imagine maybe the girl gets killed. Somebody gets killed on the show. As his partner. People are upset. I was like, it has to be her because there's who else is there to care about on that show? You know, they killed somebody off last episode, but it wasn't one of his people. They should it's somebody they should not have killed off. Interesting. Do I know this character was the character in the first season? No, I can't. I'm not on board. I've been watching um, Lego Masters with my kids. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a it's a competition Lego building show. Oh my god! What else did I watch? Anything good? Did you ever? Hey, there's a show called Scavengers Reign on HBO. Mm-hmm. I started watching that. You would really like that show. It's an animated show, but it's brutal. It's about these people that uh, crash land onto a, a planet. They're in space. I don't think crash land. They they kind of something happens to their ship and they have to escape pot it to this planet surface. And it picks up months later when they're kind of living on this planet and the and it's the environment's not too friendly to them. There's a lot of uh, weirdness. I think you'd like it. You've never heard of it? No. I think there's a chance that you'd really like it. Hate the name. Well, it's good that you're already negative about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was thinking when I was watching this one? I was like, why don't we just do Terminator like the original? You know, I would have liked to see that. You mean the again. movie where they do not have sex on a train? So, yeah, I speculated that they had sex on a train for some reason. Like they were getting away, they were hiding out on a train, and then they had kind of spontaneous sex. Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese, which and leads to John Connor. Spoiler yeah, and alert. I watched, I watched that scene today just to see, or yesterday. And? And they are in a motel and they are having it. How does it kick off? Like, why do they? They're they're in there hiding and they're going over. They're looking at some stuff or whatever. And then it gets yeah. intimate. And then he uh, he performs the act of sex onto her, mounts her and slowly uh, penetrates her. 
On the show, we call the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We transport the battery lunatic. We get wet and wild in the dry season. We put on Lucifer's cravat. We hide in a woman's neck until it's warmer than you can believe. We swim out past the breakers and watch the sun die. We cartwheel into a torture wheel. We smoke cannabis through our asshole. We slip a Mickey to the willing. We get wet at breakfast, get bleary-eyed at lunch, storm on into the dinner table, watch a movie through a set of destroyed, disease-destructed, newt-laden eyes that have been pockmarked by the skin, transfused, transmogrified, and sense packing as we watch a film and decide what makes or breaks. If we're talking about Tammy and the T-Rex. We're going to talk about the scene where Denise Richards bellies up to the bar and gets blown off the screen by a half-empty glass of beer. Talk about the little moments. Now, you thought you could slick, you thought you could slide it on by, didn't you? You thought you could slide it on by. Some little <laughs> lyrics from Everclear in there. You thought you could sli- slip it on in. I wouldn't notice. I did it so you would notice. Swim out past the breakers. <laughs> Did he say, watch the sun die or watch the world die? Oh, maybe it is the world. Yeah, it is probably the, probably the world. Well, th- that's why it's not. I'm, I'm just homaging. You think it's sneak it past me. Art Alexis, rest king. <laughs> he is alive. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's still kicking it. Remember, he was a little bit of a dapper punk. You know, like, you know, he's not, he was never a punk guy but like he you know he kind of had that look he tried to have that look try to have those bona fides but you know he was always kind of one of those guys that had like bleach blonde hair loop earrings and then he'd dress in a suit a dapper yeah but i'm sure it was like a, i'm sure it was a hurley suit or something and that was a huge song called santa monica or something don't and remember then he, that and then he had they had a follow-up song that was kind of a hit they had the, they had a twofer i have to live with your ghost such a good oh. song probably mid 90s maybe late 90s I think it is watch the world die. You can watch the sun die too. It would lead to the world dying, you know? <laughs> What's Speaking of the song? world dying, Nick, Terminator Genesis in this. <laughs> Another variation on the Terminator story. That's what yeah. they just do in these movies. They just riff on them. They just riff mm-hmm. on the original mm-hmm. and the sequel. And it's very great sequel. By the way, did you see Tammy and the T-Rex? No, but I know the story behind it, right? It was yeah. originally like rated R and then they cut it down to like a kid's movie and then they restored it. If you had seen it before a couple years ago, I think you couldn't even watch the original bloody version. Have you seen it? No, but I do think Paul Walker's brain is involved. He's in it? What do you mean, Paul Walker's I brain? I think his brain is inside the T-Rex. Paul Walker? There's no way. It's Paul Walker's. Yeah, maybe. Or I, is I this a joke? Now. No, no. I think he... I thought I saw a... I think they re-released that recently. I think I saw a video box, and I could have sworn Paul Walker was on it. Maybe he was. Maybe he was in that, and he was like a kid or, or a young actor. But Denise Richards is in there blowing everyone. I mean, I know you're ripping her, saying she's just got no could, acting ability. You had it at blowing everyone. That's just, that's just untrue. One of our best. Denise <laughs> okay. Richards? Still doing it. Denny Dick in this? See, <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know what that means. I just try to shorten her name to something cool. Denise Richards, 52 years young, our age. Could have gone to high school with her. Used to be married to Charlie Sheen. Zoom in. She was on one of those Real Housewives shows. I know that. She's in Starship Troopers. I mean, we did wild, wild things that she was in. But is she still out there killing it? That's the question. And if so, the other question you must have. How was her COVID? How was yeah, how was her COVID? Let me just tell you, have you had the chance yet to see A Christmas Frequency? Because she was in that last year. Did they bring Caviezel back? <laughs> His dad is dead in a fireman on the radio with a Santa hat on. That's the only difference. You like Frequency, right? I do. Who directed it? Literally hamming it up in that movie. A little ham radio joke, Nick. <laughs> Gregory Hoblet. Hoblet in this, huh? If you were to guess whose featured debut that movie was that we're going to be doing soon, whose debut would you say it was? In Frequency? Hmm. Yeah. 
Michael Sarah's debut, ladies and gentlemen. Was it really? Yeah. Are you sure he wasn't in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind before that? This film was Michael Sarah's feature debut. That's what there it says go. on the. He was also in uh, the very beginning of Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, playing the main character. What's his name? Chuck Barris. As a, as a youngster, I believe. I haven't seen that movie for years, but I really like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Me too. I tried to watch it very recently in a hotel room and turn it off. Is it not aged well? It's a lot. It's a little precious with itself, like the way that the storytelling a little bit. Clooney's, you know, I think he's maybe over worries with his direction a little bit. That's his first, right? Yeah. And he bit off a lot. He was doing a Charlie Kaufman script and working with the great Sam Rockwell. Julia Roberts in there. But Zoom he's in. still killing it. He just did a new one. So he's killing it. The Boys in the Boat. Did you go see it? Not yet. Spoiler in the title. <laughs> Speaking of Boys in the Boat, that's what... Kyle Reese tries to do in this movie. You know what I'm talking about. What's the premise of Terminator Genesis, Justin? Well, that's such a good question. Judgment Day has happened, Nick. And now humans are fighting, led by John Connor himself, fighting these bloodthirsty robots. And they are about to win. It seems like... John Connor's kind of leading the charge, right? But then he remembers, no, he has to send his buddy Kyle Reese back in time to impregnate his mom. The end. Robots and man can't get along. Time travel. Nakeds get moved around in space and time. That's pretty much it. J.K. Simmons is intrigued. That's about it. There's two timelines, Nick. They never accounted for that. You know, this movie, the difference in this movie is where the first one was kind of, actually, the first one is kind of centered on Kyle Reese as well, actually. It's kind of his story, and then Sarah Connor, doesn't she kind of take take over? Because he dies, so she kind of does take over at the end. But this one is definitely from his point of view. We get his narration at the beginning and at the end of this. And who plays him in this? Our spirit animal this month. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. And who else is in this movie? Let's go through it. They recast the Sarah Connor character with Daenerys Targaryen herself, Amelia Clark. And then you want to pop that E off that name. Or do you want to add an E to that name? Add an E to that name. Get add Jason e to- Clark in here. <laughs> right. You want to add an E to the Clark, you're saying? Yeah, playing J- play, playing our boy, J- J.K. Simmons, Connor, John Connor. And then J.K. Simmons is in it, Courtney B. Vance. You kind of already mentioned the, the principles in this. There are some huges the in this. There are some huges in this, though. Schwartz? Schwartz eggs. Of course, you have the lovely actor from I Saw the Devil. Lee Byung-Hun. Hun. I can't say it. I'm so bad. Lee Byung-Hun. That's what it says. Sandrine Holt in this. Always liked her. What else is she in? Do you do you? I recognized her. TV. I, I remember her from television. And then Matt Smith showing up in a kind of a very half baked, under baked role. Remember they kind of used him in the promotion for this, like he was going to be some kind of soldier. Matt Smith is one of those actors they keep threatening to make into a thing. Yeah, he was um, on Doctor Who for a long time as the Doctor, and everybody liked him. And then they keep trying to slam him in. in him into movies and he actually is in house of the dragon he has a substantial role he's good in that that. he's good and he's best known for being in venom no and more and uh morbius morbius that's right morbius he's also in uh the last uh, last night in soho he was he was in that as well but unmemorable in this i'd say if he was excited to be in this i bet at the end of the shoot he wasn't too thrilled they didn't use directed them. by legendary TV director and the man who brought us the second Thor movie. Everybody loves and the and the Sopranos prequel, Mr. Alan Taylor, who I like. Yeah, I think he um obviously a lot of experience. It makes sense that he the reason they got him to shoot the Sopranos movie is because he actually shot episodes of of the um of the show and then he also had experience making movies. So I didn't know he had a history with the show. Yeah, he's he's been working for a long time. An American director. For some reason I thought he was English. 
I was wrong. Zoom in. But man, he gets a lot of hate over Thor The Dark World for sure. Not deserved. Maybe kind of an unflashy, just kind of get it done type of guy, but I don't think he makes bad stuff. This is kind of fun. What do you think? What do you think? What was your overall on this? I'm a fan of this movie because I don't care about the mythology of the Terminator movies at all. They are minor movies in the grand scheme of things. That's why I don't I can't I don't understand how people get precious about aliens, predator, terminator, any of that shit. I think because, because just, all those movies they're potty, they, man, you just move them around. They're so they start off so strong. They had strong sequels, not maybe not Predator. Predator had a good sequel. And then it's it's kind of downhill from there, right? For Terminator though, I was thinking about it and I haven't seen the Christian Bale one, which you like. Mm-hmm. I don't dis I don't think I dislike any Terminator movie. The I only one like I Dark don't Fate. like is I don't like that one. I think I like Dark Fate more than this. I I like the third one. Okay. And the bar, a large part of it is Schwarzenegger's always pretty great in this role. He's super fun in this. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, he's goofing. He's silly. I like him in silly mode. Like, he was great yep. in the, the Prison Break movie that him, him and Stallone did together. Escape Plan. Huge. He, he was fantastic in that movie. So, I mean, he's just a delight, old Schwartz. And it goes a long way with me in this kind of silly movie it's a convoluted movie but i like that they put they put a lot onto the screen they give you a lot of stuff they they try to they try to have fun with it they try to pay respects to the originals mm-hmm. try to make fun of the originals a little bit try to have their own little thing but you're right the movie they could have called this terminator let's get kyle laid <laughs> and it has to be it's just a funny how they just make the variation on what in this one will make john connor the bad guy that's what we'll do in this one all right let's go Greenlit. So the premise here, Nick, is Skynet, Skynet got, went nuts back in the day, and John Connor has to go back and stop it from happening, from, from it going nuts. He has to protect Sarah Connor. It's the same idea, right? You know, they have at the beginning of the movie, it starts with Reese's, Kyle Reese, our, our hero's narration. He starts talking about there used to be a great world full of laughter and hope for the future. So obviously, he's not talking about this timeline. And, <laughs> and then Skynet happens and just Busts open a picnic. These people are having a picnic, and it goes bad on Judgment Day. It Poor does. Guys. We get the yeah. Golden Gate Bridge gets its asshole handed to it. Yeah, it goes from the ruined picnic to the Golden Gate Bridge getting swamped by uh, water. And this movie makes me laugh because you know everybody always complains in Batman. The Batman movies, they're always redoing his origin story. They're tired of it. People don't want to see Batman lose his parents for the millionth time. I just always think it's funny at the beginning of these Terminator movies. <laughs> It's always some kind of variation or narration that goes, we called them Terminators. You know, like if the setup is like, yeah, we know we're here. We do know they're Terminators. Judgment Day happened. We know. <laughs> Terminators were born. Yes, we got it. That's why we bought the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> they go back in time and show us the origin <laughs> of the Terminators. Every time. Let's just cut to the nitty gritty here, Nick. Why do they got to get naked to go back in time? What's the, the explanation? The matter, the matter on the uh, clothing and all that would get interspersed with their shit. Clothes don't travel. Is it like the fly telepod, like that, that kind of thing? You can't get some kind of unclean thing in there because it, you, you're saying it doesn't that, make sense. It doesn't make sense though, because when two people are in it, would it mix them together? Yeah, because that does happen in this. And then but, Schwarzenegger's character can't go through the telepod because his skin isn't fully finished healing. Is that what he says? Yeah. This is later on in the movie. Yeah. But so at the beginning so, of the movie, we meet by the John Connor. 
It's yeah. fiction. I just need to know. We meet John Connor and they're battling these Terminators in the future, you know, and or the present day, whatever you like. You know, it's it's tough out there, Nick. The Terminators are brutal. They're constantly changing their bodies and doing weird shit. And so, but, you know, John Connor kind of is a feared warrior that's taking on these robots and leading the charge, right? And so... At the very beginning of the movie, him and Kyle Reese have this close relationship, and he says, you got to go back in time to protect my mom's and try to warn her about Skynet. And then he also says, you have to get naked to time travel, and please disrobe right here in front of 100 people. So did you notice that they, he as he, he well, is standing Well, I love that. In- John Connor starts to help him disrobe, which I thought was very nice. And they're having a conversation, and he's stripping him, stripping him down. There is a large group of people that he stands <laughs> naked in front of to travel back in time. I mean, it's like a hundred soldiers. Okay, keep in mind though, in this future, nobody knows what a waitress is. <laughs> so maybe, just maybe, they're used to seeing each other's ass and tits. Fair enough. I would just, I would just be like, if I was working as a soldier, if I was a soldier there, I'd be like, is this required? Do I, can I, do I need to be here right now? Cause I'm very excited that he's traveling back in time. Good luck to you, sir. Can I go get a bagel? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, do I need to all be here? I can, I can, all I'm doing in this room is smelling his dick. I smell his dick from here. I can hear the whirring from another room and the, and the metallic sounds and the electric electronic and Courtney's sounds. Just, Courtney's just screaming. Is it cold in here guys? Cause I feel cold. <laughs> Like yeah, they stay in front of that group. Man, the machine makes it even colder. It's cold in the room and it's freezing in this little time travel bubble. What would happen if I and a fig leaf went back in time? <laughs> and then so there's a time travel bubble that surrounds you and starts to lift your naked self up off the ground. And then it takes a while. Like you're hanging there kind of cocooned by the time travel bubble for a while. And people mm-hmm. are staring at your groin, you know? <laughs> it doesn't. It's not like it's instantaneous. And apparently it hurts when they, when it happens. Like what a vulnerable. Now the Terminator moment. does it, and he's crouched on the ground. I can only assume it's because he weighs like a thousand pounds. Yeah, they're they the Terminators like are going back in time to the Terminator to go kill Sarah Connor. Why don't they just go to this part and just throw a T-shirt into the time puddle, uh, <laughs> the time bubble, before, right before he transports back in time? Could you That's imagine true. the sight of an endoskeleton racing towards you with a T-shirt in its hand? <laughs> Wait! Spires a t-shirt cannon into the time bubble and it fucks him up. He's where he he rises back in wherever. What when did, is it? 1984. He originally goes to. There's all sorts of different dates that happen. 1984, yeah. and he's wearing the t-shirt inside him. Anyway, so that's how it kicks. Can you imagine? You're sitting there parked in. You're parked at a red light, mm-hmm. and a naked guy that's half t-shirt materializes in front of you. They got the Terminators on the ropes. John Connor's going, or Kyle Reese going back in time. Right before Jai transports, he sees the very scarred faced John Connor get accosted by our favorite actor, Matt Smith, in the audience. Yeah, and they don't they don't do Jason Clark any favors. Not a great looking guy to start with, and they put these horrendous scars all around him. Yeah. It's kind Tough of he's to... got cool scars. He does. This is super zoom, and I'll give you it. So Jai Courtney as the unlaid Kyle Reese is slowly transporting back in time. And he does see Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh. He starts to see Matt Smith start to futz with his dude. Yeah, he starts to sure. feel these weird memories, residual feelings on his way to the naked town. It, it, it helps feed the plot. He becomes a dominant force in the plot, not just taking the guff that Sarah Connor gives him when he lands. So he's got mm-hmm. his own shit going on. But when he does land, now granted, we see an, we see the old Arnold 
Terminator the T or T one hundred a version of it go back. We think that that's the one from the first movie, and then we find out that somebody in in the past sent another Arnold back, who has befriended her since she was a child. So you get yeah. to see a host of different Schwarzeneggers in this. What did you think of this scene? I, it's kind of um, it mirrors the first movie where evil Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up naked in, I guess, 1984, accosts a group of, of youths and, and and takes their clothes, right? And who are those youths in that movie? I don't know. Pax? Bill Paxson and Brian Thompson? Is that correct? I wow. think so. Yeah, I don't remember that. It made sense it would be Bill Paxton, but I don't even remember him being in that. Brian Thompson could have been like up for this role. You know, he's Brian Thompson was Brian Thompson was one of the punks. And so as soon as as Schwarzenegger, you know, this this kind of de-aged version, you know, looking very similar to early 80s Schwarzenegger, you know, starts saying, hey, I need your clothes. And he's completely naked. Old, older Schwarzenegger jumps in behind him, still de-aged. A little bit. Is he? A little bit. I mean, they definitely age him up in this movie. He is he's he, he becomes old man Terminator, which I love. Yeah, he is basically there to have a fight with his younger version, you know, Terminator. The good versus the bad version of himself. Right away the movie is being a little different, obviously, than the first one. He's playing Pops in this too, which I love. Yeah, Sarah Connor calls him Pops. And so I like yeah, this. I like seeing this. It doesn't look as bad as some effects I've actually, seen. Doesn't look that bad. The de-aging, the you know, like, there's this usually an uncanny valley effect with these with these kind of de-aging things. For this, I think they used it. They did it pretty well. It still looks kind of clumsy, but it, maybe it helps just to have the kind of the, the normal version of Schwarzenegger in the same scene. I, I don't know. It, it, it worked for me, and it's also kind of fun. You know, he's bickering with Sarah Connor. You know, they're they're there to kind of to take out. They kind of know they have the. To get the drop on this evil Terminator. Meanwhile, Jack Courtney also lands naked somewhere. And he starts getting chased by the liquid metal version of the Terminator. Yeah, and I think that's a similar intro to the first movie for his character as well, right? Doesn't he also direct like a homeless man gives him his coat or something? Yeah, but remember. he doesn't get chased by liquid he metal dude. No. And there's uh, some cops that, that suffer because of this interaction. But it's pretty cool because it establishes right away that this is not your mama's Terminator because... She rescues him, and she utters the famous "Come with me if you want to live" line. There's some cute interactions where, as soon as he sees the T100 in the van, loses his shit. He's yeah, trying to he protect Sarah it. Connor. He's trying to kill it, and she's like, "Wait, wait, wait! That's pops!" Ends up causing some damage, some terror. They end up having to knock his ass out and slowly get him acclimated to the idea that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a friend of his. Right. So the you know they're mixing the first and the second here. Wait, there's a T1000 that is. You know, really, really trying to kill Kyle Reese. He said he there's cops that arrest Kyle Reese, and then the the, the T one thousand then kills one of the cops. But he leaves another cop alive, and then we find out later that that cop later on in the movie, you know, what two decades later, yeah. even more, right? So they don't they launch themselves into two thousand seventeen. That cop they left alive, or the he's J.K. Simmons' character, and he is a nerd about time travel. Kind of a fun variation on the first film, what they're doing here. And Patrick um, Lussier was one of the writers of this thing. And who's that? Wasn't he involved in the Dracula 2000 stuff and all that? He's done some decent stuff. He's Yeah, he's done all the best stuff. Directed something you love. Okay. Well, he directed Dracula 2000 and the sequel and the sequel to the sequel. He directed Prophecy 3. Directed the sequel to White Noise. <laughs> he directed My Bloody Valentine 3D. He directed Ugh. episodes of the Scream TV series. I'm still waiting. He directed episodes of the Purge TV series. I'm waiting. It's something I like. He directed said. Drive Angry, hmm. which is fun. It's okay. He wrote Drive Angry, He and he edited a lot of stuff. So, he's shit! 
actually sounds great. That's a that's kind of a cool career. I will say about D- Dracula 2000 it has my almost name twin in it. Have we mentioned this before? Justine Bateman, yeah. No, Justine Waddell. <laughs> Justine Bateman. <laughs> Justine Waddell is the is the star of the movie. Anyway, Nick, what I was trying to get to in the version or the visions he's having as he time travels, there's a they show a scene where he's flying a kite. Did you notice that? Yeah. And all I could think of was more like Jai Kiteney. <laughs> Wonder how that one will transcribe. More like Jai Kiteney. And then his dad comes out in that vision and says, Hey, birthday boy, present time. Do you think he said that because this little the writer was like, it's going to be a, a fun joke on time travel, present time. Mm-hmm. That does That is exciting to hear that someone say that to you. It's present time. They got a bunch of gifts waiting for you in here. Never heard it. <laughs> And, and it's so funny because his they have Chinese dinner at the house for his birthday, and his fortune says, "You're gonna bang the leader of the resistance into existence." <laughs> he already has a crush on Sarah Connor, like from pictures and from descriptions by John Connor. And John Connor is playing a, a I guess, a wingman, so to speak, to for his own dad, and saying, mm-hmm. "Have you seen these pictures of my mom that, when she was?" hot back in 1984 you seen these let me drop these pictures on your lap what if i told you you could go back in time and she was in a dating mood oh you want one for within the wound looking out i got it here's my first glimpse yeah take a look at the exit port of my mom's (laughs) shooting pictures as he was born yeah. Kyle Reese doesn't know that he's John Connor's dad. For some reason, John Connor knows this. I guess maybe Sarah Connor told him along the way. But John Connor, I mean, Kyle Reese does not know this. They're just buddies. In fact, he looks up to John Connor, looking up mm-hmm. looking up to his own son. Well, and it's funny because there's this whole subplot where the Terminator keeps telling Sarah Connor that, about them mating. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, mating. that's as close to humor as this movie gets for the most part. Sarah Connor intrigued. She's waiting to get laid, Nick. <laughs> and all she has to do is wait for a dude to time bubble into her existence from the future. The version that we watched is on what service is Prime? I watched it on Paramount. Yeah, it's on Prime. And on the x-ray feature, it says they cut out a scene where she is praying, facing the camera, praying, saying, please don't be long." <laughs> of course, the x-ray says, but Furlong played John Connor. She's like, please don't be Furlong. Let's look at, let's let's compare the then and nows, right? Linda Hamilton sure. to Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark is miscast in this, I think. I like her, but she's miscast here. Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Good analogy. Joe Morton becomes Courtney B. Vance. Michael Bean becomes Jai Courtney. Edward Furlong became Christian Bale and now became Jason Clark. And then in Dark Fate was just they just killed him as a kid, remember? <laughs> that's right. They had a CG furlong or something. Yeah. And then it's that's right. It goes back to Sarah Co- Connor. Mm-hmm. And then in Terminator Three, I think it's just Schwartz and oh Nick Stahl is Nick John Stahl. Connor in that. Yeah, and he was good as John Connor actually. What happened to Nick Stahl? We talked about this. He he got he's back. He got really addicted to drugs, and then he really worked on I guess cleaned himself up, and now he's back. He's actually. Like he's in something kind of big. He was a great actor. I, I always liked him. We talked about this though. I think. I think I talked about his size. What's that? Is he short? He's, I think he's little, right? I think that's probably all I talked about. Probably, but he he's he's certainly in. Like he's working a lot now, but he he disappeared for a while. But he was good in that movie. And Claire Danes, I guess she didn't play Sarah Connor, did she? No, Sarah Connor was dead in the third one. Claire Danes was 
wait, is Nick Stahl Kyle Reese in that? Nick Stahl is John Connor in that. A oh, John Connor, yeah. I'm sorry. Who's Kyle Reese wasn't in that? Maybe Kyle Reese was Michael Bean who died sperm in him. This movie, it's starting to give me a headache a little bit. But anyway, all you need to know is Amelia Clark is not miscast in this. I don't think so. She's fine. She she looks like she's flinching every time she uses a, a weapon in it. I mean, she's not badass yet, right? I guess he kind of trained her. Um, no, she is a badass in this version. Yeah, I guess she is. She does. I don't know. She, that's fine. I, I think her main quality is that she has to, what she's driven is to get them alone so she can have a son. Like that's her that's her main goal in this, which is really strange. I mean, she's also trying to take down Skynet, sure, but she really just wants to get fuzzy. You know, do you feel me? Get fuzzy. Yeah, I like it. By the way, I would. She is miscast. Let me go back. She is miscast. I like her. She was miscast. She's too good. She's too soft around the edges. Maybe. I mean, I, I guess I get what you you're saying a little bit. I think she's fine in this. Linda Hamilton um, was one of the kind of the role models for that archetype in film. Anything yeah, less. It than wasn't that until the me. second one, right? Like the first one, she was kind of damsel in distress a little bit. The second With one, the they badassed hair. her up. Cameron, Cameron badassed her up in it. Well, that's that's the movie that precedes this, though. That's the last know, we saw of old Lind. Also, Miss Clark, by the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger was great in Solo. Have we talked about this. She was actually really good in that. I thought we haven't talked about this. We will do it on our solo episode. The only Star Wars film we haven't done yet on this show. Yeah. By the way, what do you think of they're doing the Mandalorian movie? Are you excited about it? I'm excited about any Star Wars. I think they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel creatively, but I'm sure it'll have moments. I'm sure it'll be fun. I hope it gets, I hope they explain. I don't want just a mission with those two. I want Mm -hmm. there to be, I want to figure out why he's, why he exists and where, where they're going with that Yoda character. I think it's a mistake, but at the same time, I'm like you. I don't really care. I wish that they would do something a little bit more. Like, they could leave that one on TV and then do something a little new, but whatever. I just want I want a movie about Moff Gideon, man. I want to know what Moff Gideon's doing. Sing it. So anyway, um, there's, an Arizo- there's a Raising Arizona reference in this. Did you catch it? No. So the T-1000 and the, they, they're, they're, um, the, our heroes are in an armored car. I guess, or some kind of truck. And the T-1000 throws a piece of himself onto the car so he can track them, which later Schwarzenegger shoots off the door. And then the T-1000 comes and that, that piece of himself is on the ground and he, he's in a cop car, opens the door and he slides his hand to pick it up. That's an intentional reference to Raising Arizona, which I thought was cute and also kind of odd. You read that? I didn't read it, but it has to be the reference because it's, it's like when... Do you remember the part where in Raising Arizona with the Huggies? Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's referencing. I'm sure that's what they're doing. You don't believe it? I don't. You can clap it out. No, no way. Am I one of our listeners might be reminded to go rewatch Raising Arizona? And that's a win for everybody. The re, how they defeat the T1000, which seems to be you know that's that's the tough model, the, tougher than Schwarzenegger to defeat his model, the T100. They have prepared this like warehouse full of acid or something, right? Like they have an acid like mm-hmm. ceiling or something, or I don't know what they have, but anyway, they, they, they get it in this room and they acidified it. They defeat they lure it, it there using, using uh, Kyle Reese's bait. Yes. That's the end of the T-1000. It really works. Yeah. I get a little bit tired of the Terminator shows up lots of times shot, slowing it down, mm-hmm. drive away. It catches up. Lots of time shot, get away, it catches up. There's a lot of that with every version of the Terminators. And they try to make Jason Clark's, spoiler alert, John Connor comes back as a Terminator. And he's got some cool some cool tricks, but he's really not that much more upgraded than he's, the T-1000. Yeah, he's a combination of 
like he basically whenever we last see him, Matt Smith's grabbing his face, injecting some kind of nano things into his body. He becomes consumed by this technology. And so he's, he gets re- his human form gets replaced by the newest technology that these Terminator Terminator Inc. is serving up or Skynet Inc. By the way, do you think it was so cute at the beginning of the movie when you see a T a T eight hundred or a T one hundred driving a truck? Of course, an endoskeleton that's the first note driving a truck. It's yeah. so cute. It's so it is cute. never not cute, and that's the all that people ever want from these movies. It seems like they're always they always wanted one that was just set in the future period. Is that is that the Christian Bale one? Yeah, by McG. That's right, McG did it, and you like you you again. You like that movie, right? I like that movie. They're all flawed. They're all flawed. Even T, 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 T Terminator Two is flawed. Mm-hmm. Last time I threw up, you know. <laughs> Obviously, the first two are very good movies. But they're all they all got little winky dinks. And Salvation has its share, but something about the the tone of that movie, I, I, I love I love a lot about it. It it kind of loses its way from time to time. And I think they had a less convincing CGI double of of a certain person late in the film. But we'll do that. We'll do that movie for sure. That's the one I have not seen. What, when's that... Worthington month? Is it June? I, don't, I forgot when Worthington month is. I can't, we cannot do a Jai Courtney month and then do a Sam Worthington month. It's just, that's just not something we can do. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm not going on hunger strike. Fuck you. <laughs> I love him. Two of the blandest. By the way, I will it's... say this about Amelia Clark, Jason Clark, and... Clark Jai Peter. Courtney, they're doing really great accents in this. Jai Courtney, who apparently had his dialogue limited in one of his previous movies because of his accent. You're right. He's great. In Reacher. Yeah, yeah he's, it's he's, very interesting. He he is he worked on it. Maybe yeah. he took maybe, this is after Reacher, I guess. Is that I don't correct? Know. Can't zoom in. It's hard to zoom in sometimes. <laughs> um <laughs> he has a lot of lines in this, and he his accent is flawless. Like he sounds great. He sounds American, not not American, Australian, Australian. How do you do it? He's kind of fun in this. He's kind of fresh in this. I mean, I think he's a little bit of a wet blanket, but that's okay. Kyle Reese is, he's backed up, you know? What do you mean he's, he's backed up? Wait a minute. He's got a poop? The other side. Oh, he's got a sperm. He's a, he's a horny MF in this. He saw a picture and he was like, you know he's what? He's not I horny. Mind. He's not horny enough. I wouldn't. <laughs> I want to make it with his mom's. He isn't. And the funny thing is they do this thing too. It's very chaste kind of like, but they, at one point they are undressing to time travel to 2017 and they do a lot of Alan Taylor. The director does a lot of like, they're looking at each other's shadows where they're naked, but they're just looking at the shadows, you know, don't you call it Kyle Reese says my shadow's cold. (laughs) And then she's like, did they not send your dick back in time? Where? But there is a, there is a, I mean, she has a weird, she's been giving a weird instruction. She knows that Kyle Reese is going to get here. They're going to get it on. She's going to get pregnant. And then she's going to have, give birth to the leader of the resistance. That's a tough to do list. You know, a weird one. It's like an arranged marriage. Exactly. But as soon as Jai Courtney shows up, she's pretty thrilled. He looks all right. You know, she's, he ain't no slouch. Yeah. You know what they say when yeah. he, she sees his, his diminished Peter. He's like, I got good news, man. Courtney, Courtney Gaines, man. Don't worry about Courtney Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the absolute best dick joke of all time. That's good. <laughs> By the way, Nick, poor Kyle Reese. He has to get naked again to go into another. He has to go get naked in front of more people to go to 2017. Why? Why do they have to go? Well, he thinks that's the right time because time's been fractured, man. The the previous Judgment Day has been 
averted. Yes. But there's a secondary judgment day. That's why there's the film's called Genesis, day. Justin. I know, but what is there's Genesis? A, it's like Siri, I guess. It's an OS. It's about to launch out and it's going to change the planet's whole dick. Right? Everybody's thrilled. They're, they're, it's good. They're, there's a way to connect their phone, their tablet to the cloud, their email. And it's all because of Genesis, this new operating system that's going to connect everybody on planet the Earth. You know, and they already got a, bil a bil billion users signed up. And so they got to go shut that shit down in 2017. It's about to launch. When they land, it's about to launch like in two days, I think. Why not give yourself a little bit more room? And, you know, this movie could have easily veered into a into a serious kind of a damnation on on the world that we live in. Show, you know, who's become sort of the heroes of the piece of those fucking. There's a guy with the wax mustache refuses to go upgrade technology. He's still got a flip phone. Mm -hmm. He's got his Motorola razor. He's, he's buying some vinyl. <laughs> Sees that Genesis song. He's like, I ain't participating in that. All of a sudden, uh, uh, talking about a fucking hero, man, turning that guy into something good. Maybe could have gone off and talked about him a little bit. What about if it was just Terminator Genesis and it was about the band Genesis as Terminators coming back to kill their... The one, there is a dick joke here. I don't know if you caught it, but they do get naked to travel to 2017. I've said it a million times. <laughs> Schwarzenegger himself is standing there. He can't go, like you said. And he says to Kyle Reese, as Kyle Reese is naked, Kyle Reese, I've seen little to indicate you are a fit guardian for Sarah Connor. And as he says little, Schwarzenegger lowers his eyes down to his groin, to Kyle Reese's groin. Did you notice this? He sizes him up. One of his little ad lib by old Schwartz. Where did they land when they when they traveled to 2017? Where does the, the, the time bubble dump them? Mid getting hit by a car. Yeah, and they do get hit. Don't they get hit? Yeah, they get hit by they a car. They get naked hit by a car really hard. And she gets more hurt than him, even though it hits him square in the back. Yeah, like she he kind of shields her somehow, his naked back. Here's how violent that, that is. Twitter yeah. served me a picture of it from in my algorithm. And then old Arnie is supposed to meet them there. And they get hit by a car and the, the cops come and arrest them and they're back of an ambulance. And Kyrie says to Sarah Connor, he says, I told you you couldn't trust them. It's been five minutes. Like they've been there for five minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we landed in the middle of traffic and got hit. And my, my man was there. You got to wonder how many alternate versions of these people have, have, have accidentally materialized 40,000 feet in the sky and just mm -hmm. plummeted down into the, into the sadness. I hope there's a Terminator movie about that at some point. So she does give a backstory to Kyle Reese that she was, because she's trying to stick up for Schwartz. And she's like, look, my parents were killed by like a T-1000 in 1973. They got blown off the earth, ripped apart, entrails spread all around me. And then old, you know, Schwarzenegger himself, T-100, saved me. Like, remember, she's hiding. Her mom, house, ex her mom house exploded. Yeah, like they, she was she was screwed. Yeah. And then remember her dad like told her to run and gives her that thing. Like he, he, she does that, yeah. that thing. They run in a straight line, you idiot. On her palm. And she's yeah. like running a straight line. These Literally are the only time that advice has been given in any. And Kyle Reese knows this line. And that really Sarah Connor doesn't understand why. Like, why do you know it? just knows it's making me. her tingle down there whenever he repeats it. <laughs> and, you know, she's hiding in the water. And then the T-100, you know, Schwarzenegger comes and, you know, D.A. Schwarzenegger rescues her. And then they show him carrying her to safety. That obviously isn't it. Schwarzenegger. Like, it's like it's so. I don't not know what him. the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> Could not be more him. It's like if they, it's like they like let me do it, you know. <laughs> Justin, put on a leather jacket and carry this nine-year-old. I got it. I got this. Schwarzenegger wants to sit or, sit down. 
He's not here today? All right, I got this. And they're like, yeah, Michael Sarah wasn't here, so you're next. <laughs> and then Kyle Reese is like, Frank oh. Henenlotter to do it. Oh, he saved you? He could be playing the long game. That's what he, that's Kyle Reese is still a disbeliever. So we find out, this is so great, that the Terminator ages. Yeah. His skin, his his skin regenerates, but it's hit. When he can so we see him in, in a variety of different things, but we see the 19 or the 2017 version of Arnold. It's the best. Silver Fox. He's got white hair. Looking yeah, dumb. I, I love him. him so much, too. Cause and he, and he is having fun in this movie. There's a the couple scenes that he's supposed to, he's trying to His hum- smile. Hum- yeah, he's yeah. trying to. They make a joke out of him trying to awkwardly smile, and it, it works for me. There's a mm-hmm. great, there's a great, like, kind of dumb joke when they get arrested and they play bad boys over this the mugshot taking, like, as they show mm-hmm. Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese, but they show Schwarzenegger doing that dumb smile. It's great. I don't understand how. So the Terminator apparently weighs like a thousand pounds. I have this exact same thought, and, and he's you in put the box. In a cop car, it's it's yeah. scraping the ground. You put he gets in it. An elevator. You usually get weight. I'm sure you get weighed in prison. Well, so they have him in the box. Like they took him in to question him, and he's obviously not cooperating. But they are like, you know, we don't know who this guy is. He's got no identification. But didn't wasn't he like when you put cuffs on him? Didn't he? Didn't it clank? You know, like the cuffs or. <laughs> By the way, how tall is Amelia Clark in, in that police lineup? <laughs> she is five foot three. Yes, she is. Yeah, and Schwartz is like six foot three or some and some crazy. I, I don't know that's accurate. I think that's yeah, for. We didn't even talk about the scene where there's twin Courtney's twin Jai's. Oh, that's late. Okay, that's later. No, that that's is early mid midpoint. Yeah, that's the T one thousand is disguising himself as as Jai, right? Right. Well, let's talk about it. I'm I'm down. I, we don't need to. I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that we get two Jai's on the screen at once. Is that in the bunker? Is that in their hiding place? Yeah, their other hiding place has the most adorable drawing in it it does yeah maybe very happy yeah those are cute there's a bunch of cute little things in this um like amelia clark five foot three it's a tiny drink of water you know they say the recipe for perfection they said take amelia clark add seven inches jai courtney's ears perked up rob zombie's (laughs) ears perked up five Um, ten (laughs) (laughs) they're in the police station and um Oh, or the hospital. Where are they? Are they got a hospital? And, they're uh, at a hospital with the police. They're chained to their cot. Yeah. And they're getting questioned. And then all of a sudden they hear Dude, a familiar Mad voice. Shows up. Hear a familiar voice. Can't Jack be. Corner can't believe it. He hears John yeah. Connor's voice. And who walks in but John Connor, scarred up, looking in a suit. He's like saying hi to his mom. He's saying, Sarah, you know, no Sarah Connor. I brought and you guys a handcuff key. You didn't need it. They got out already. Like he's on their side immediately. Like he's like Sarah Connor's like not trusting him, and she's like, "You could be a robot." He goes, "I'm not, Mom." And so then you know they have to kind of escape. She's like, "Prove it," and he says, uh, "He tells her something that only he would know, or tells Jai Courtney only something he would know." Yeah, he says he he dropped a picture of her before Jai Courtney time traveled, and he's no one else saw that. And she goes, "Was she's her shaky voice? Was it a nude?" And he winks at his leg. It's a couple shots from your 1984 OnlyFans. <laughs> um, it was some saucy Polaroids. He did drop that picture though. Like he does have a, a picture of her that that's what that's what tells at least Kyle Reese that hey, this is the real deal. This is actually John Connor, and actually is it, it is kind of John Connor. Like, is it normal to carry around pictures of your friend's mom in your spank pocket? It's a weird situation. Not many have had. <laughs> this guy has to make sure that he's created by you know making sex you know making 
making sure sexy times happen for his two parents. So they are, they do, they go to the parking garage and he's being fun. You know, John Connor is being like, you know, very chummy with Kyle Reese and he calls, you know, calls Sarah Connor mom. And then he accidentally, not accidentally, purposefully calls Jai Courtney dad. And that stops old Jai in his tracks. He's like, what? Call me dad? Huh? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? And then um, he turns to Sarah Connor. He's like, you didn't tell him you guys fucking crave me yet? You didn't spell the T. You didn't spell the D. <laughs> and then Jack Courtney's and- mad at Sarah Connor that she did not reveal this information to him. She he, later he's like, "Why don't you tell me we made John Connor together?" The T the T one hundred pops shows up carrying a stuffed creature. Oh, he's the biggest teddy bear in the in the in, in town. Yeah, puts the one in maniac to shame. You know, <laughs> it's called that. <laughs> And he starts trying to shoot Kyle Reese's penis into Sarah Connor. He's like, can I, I'm going to expedite. I think that's what he's trying to do. <laughs> he starts shooting John Connor. Oh, and, oh, right. and, uh, and everybody's all upset because they've been won over by this, the scarred face, Jason Clark. They can't believe this John. Why, why is, is this, it was Kyle Reese right all along. Is this the long game? You know, Jack Courtney and, and, and Sarah Connor turn on the T100. They're like, what the? You just killed John Connor. And Schwarzenegger goes, no, I didn't. And they look over. Guess who's getting up? Robot. Robot John Connor. Oof. Then the worst scene happens. All right, let's talk about it. So they're trying to get away from Jason Clark. They certainly are. They they run afoul of him a few times, and then there's a helicopter chase. It's not great, but the, the way that the helicopter slides off the building sideways and then, like, you know. Well, that's it, the that's problem a- I had with it. They're two... There's, they're two they're too handle. They handle too well. They're maneuvering those helicopters like a video game in 2017. Yeah, the, for Christ's sakes, the helicopter drops off the building sideways. It looks like there's no recovery from that. Looks like cliffhanger a little bit, but it it does recover. Yeah, there's a big chase. Pilots in daylight out of that thing. There's also a lot of collateral damage to civilians in this movie, and not not just the beginning when all of citizens are destroyed, but yeah, when they're they're blowing a bunch up of car, car pileups. Yeah, car pileups. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's buildings that blow up. There's helicopters crashing into shit. It's nuts. I saw that your favorite soft drink got a shout. What's that? Pepsi Max. Is that still around? They ain't no way. What was this? What was this, this, the gimmick of Pepsi Max? So when they were in the hospital, they, I don't know, fly into a vending machine or something, or they fight, you know, top over vending machines, a Pepsi Max machine. Yeah, if you can zoom in and let me know if that drink still exists, I'd appreciate it. Still killing it. Yes. What do you think Maybe of not. one of the best bands of all time getting highlighted here? The Ramones. I think they're one of the best. I do. They get played twice in this movie. At one point, she finds an old cassette player in their in their new workshop. Oh, right, right, right. That's where they try to turn that into a James Gunn scene. There's actually a really cute sequence where I, th- <laughs> I really like the scene where... When they're loading the cartridges? Yeah, so they're preparing for battle and are preparing, you know, you know Schwarzenegger's built this base up with a bunch of weapons in it. And, and um, yeah, they, they're loading kind of uh, clips like ammo clips. They Kyle Reese and Schwarzenegger, they start to try to beat each other at it. Try who could go faster. Yeah, that's cute. And then Schwarzenegger, his, his little hand <laughs> goes weird and it can't move it right. And he just looks at Kyle Reese and says, old. That's, that's so a, cute. Old. <laughs> you know, John Skynet's last hope, you know, he he's there to in his little buzzy 
electronic form to make sure this launch goes properly and doesn't get screwed up by these weirdies. And he's like a businessman. He He's infiltrated both generations of the Dyson family. And he's tapping on keyboards and he's making sure the holographic young version of Matt Smith is in place. <laughs> yeah. Matt Smith plays Skynet. He does. And he does it well. In its physical form. She reveals to Kyle Reese, who's mad, that she's like, why don't you reveal all this shit to me? If we're supposed to do it, why haven't? Why hasn't it happened yet? And she says, look, if we fall in love, you father John, who is now an asshole. Also, if we have sex, you die. You do die. He starts. Like, where do I he furiously up? starts going through the booklets, trying to figure out how to travel back to the future. He's like, I'm out. She's like, Why are you jacking off into a cup? He's like, Take care of it yourself. I'm out. Build him without me, honey. He starts. That's taking what's his, infuriating he, about this. <laughs> well, she gets mixed messages because he starts taking his pants off. She starts disrobing, and he just like, No, 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 no. I'm time traveling back to home. I got no, no, don't get any ideas. Don't don't try to slide on me. I am going to step in the time bubble. Get away from me. Actually, call me by your name is what I'm saying. This movie is all about when will they fuck? And they never do. Never even look at each other's face. They don't hold hands in this movie. They don't even kiss. Oh, they do. They kiss at the end. Do they? I think so. They kissed the Terminator goodbye. I don't remember them kissing each other. I think they kiss at the end. And then she starts dry humping him. And then John Connor is half formed, like he's half a person. He's like, I don't know what a waitress is. Is this how babies are made? And he's furiously tugging at her pockets. You know? I think they might kiss at the end. It's huge. Let this zoom. I just watched this and can't remember. But they definitely don't have sexy times like they do in the original Terminator, where they do scromp. Linda, mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton does get naked. I'm sure you see Michael Bean's butt crack. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all that happens. In a, in a kind of a cold blue light, if I remember there, correctly. It's in, a, it's in a musty, ugly hotel room. Motel on room. a train. <laughs> on hay. With a, with a cow that's looking. They they fight and they lose. Wins. We can't give birth to the worst. That's what she says to him. And then he shows up. John Connor shows up at home base. He shows up at this new place. Mm-hmm. And starts to wreak havoc. They get away from him again. And as they're getting away, Schwarzenegger says the cutest to Sarah Connor. Old. He's she they get on a bus and she's in the driver's seat and he says Sarah Connor seatbelt. He's looking out for her like she's like a yeah. little kid. I, I love it so much. That bus gets hate fucked though. <laughs> bus gets so so destroyed. It's incredible <laughs> actually. John Connor that this whole sequence is pretty cool. John Connor, you know, worms his way to the underside of the bus. Like he's wreaking all sorts of havoc. You know, he pulls Schwarzenegger onto the road, but you know, he goes flying out the bus. Then he starts dismantling it from underneath. Unlike just, Kyle Reese, if you know what I'm saying. Takes out the brakes and then he makes it break immediately. And it does a huge flip in the air. They try to make uh, Schwarzenegger. They force some comedy on him. Because he gets put, he gets smashed into a cop car, or he smashed into a car yeah. behind them, and he says his head's coming to the window. He goes, "Good, mo- good morning," or "Hello, how are you today?" Come on, no. Schwarzenegger can pull it off. He's cute. And so then they have a bunch of the the, the bus, of course, is dangling from the bridge they're on. The Schwarzenegger rescues them, and John Connor is in the belly of the bus that gets he does that, into the water. That great shot where he he gets out of a car while it's moving. It wasn't that a shot that another movie made a meal out of Bumblebee. And then there's also yeah Bumblebee. There's also Trans- the kind of Jurassic the, Park the two. Tra- 
Yeah, one of the new Transformers. Yeah. No, it's uh, oh yeah, the newest one. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. You talk about the Jurassic Park two where they emulate that kind of yeah. The dangling vehicle. But there's a cool part where John Con- they're in the bus and it's dangling. And then John Connor just the back of the bus is like torn off and he just jumps in like kind of upside down. Like it's a cool shot. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He picks himself yeah, yeah. up backwards with his hand. Yeah, it's it's a cool shot. There's some cool stuff in this. But it's what, like, what really uh, happens? The le- it's like Legolas. It's like the way Legolas does. For, yeah, perfect. They get they get um they get arrested. They They survive, but they get arrested. And this is kind of setting up the end of the movie. That's when Schwarzenegger's in the in the yeah they're questioning him. But you want you describe the end of the movie? We're getting there, believe it or not. Goddamn, he it's so funny because he hears people talking through the glass through the mirror, mm-hmm. and he realizes that the, the evil Terminator has snuck in and he has to go fight ass. Unfortunately, they, some cops are killed. Mister J.K. Simmons gets injured. And that's when mm-hmm. the helicopter chase actually happens. They go to the top of the police building and he chases them with helicopter. It's got my and favorite go- line in the movie when he's fly- piloting in the helicopter. Jai Courtney. He screams, "Which way is Cyberdyne?" Which is just an incredible question to shout into the air. He is the pilot. It's important information. Which way is Cyberdyne? And Schwarzenegger says, "To the left on Cyberdyne Lane." <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Go to the bridge. Hang a hard Yui." They go, and then, of course, for some reason, they bump the uh, release of Genesis to, from 15 hours to 15 minutes or whatever. 11 hours, 15 minutes. Whatever. I don't know why they mm-hmm. didn't just change it to now rather than 15 minutes so they could thwart the problem. But it becomes about <laughs> – they shoot a lot of cameras. I got to be I gotta be honest. They shoot too many cameras in this sequence. Not enough for my taste. It's like a video game when you have to shoot it's, out. The it's security so, much like, so yeah. much like a video game. And then Matt Smith is giving every camera they don't shoot, he pops back up and is giving his little dumb speech. But it's kids. It's a kid that eventually becomes Matt Smith. Basically, they got to kill that time travel machine. They got to destroy everything before, you know, and by golly, they get right down to the wire. A sacrifice happens and they do it. They do. Schwarzenegger, uh, he pulls in uh, John Connor into a mess of the time travel bubble. And holds him there. He, he's got his. He so we didn't mention this, but he makes an awesome weapon. Mm-hmm. This little magnetized like fist, like this little thing he wraps around his fist, and it. And if you punch John Connor, he can't reform his little electronic stuff. Can't he hates magnet. Right he gets his ass kicked by an MRI earlier. And so this is the scene. Uh, he punches through John Connor's chest and holds him with this. So he's having trouble reforming with Arnie's arms stuck in him. And then they, they swirl around the time travel bubble as uh, our heroes escape to a safe room and Cyberdyne then blows up. And not before we see Schwarzenegger get zooped out of the time travel bubble into metallic water. Which is something most labs keep floating around. And then he survives because he gets kind of turned, he gets merged into like, he becomes like a T-1000. I know, I want to see the sequel now. He survives. John Connor also survives because there is a post credit sequence in this where you get to see his Which little... I did not see the first time I saw this movie. Yeah. I did not stay for it. Yeah, but now since we watched the credits, I was able to see that important sequence. These have never made enough money where they can actually... This made enough sequ- money. This was a hit. How much did it make? 400 and change. So why wasn't that good enough to do a sequel? It wasn't critically well received. And James Cameron put his support behind it and then withdrew. But then he put his support behind Dark Fate, which was a water turd. I didn't mind that either. I got to go back and see how that episode went. I have a feeling it sucks. None of our episodes sucks, though, man. They're all great. Zoom <laughs> super in. Like, I think you would like it. Because Schwarzenegger is utterly charming in that movie, too. He's always charming. I don't need to be told. And he has a name in it. Like, he has they actually give him in this. A, they give him a full name in that one. It's like Gerald. I think it's, it's like Redbone Johnson Jackson. or something. So, 
He's wearing flannel. <laughs> I know. And he is the he is the robot that killed John Connor. He absolutely killed him. But he's turned good. Are you how long ago do you think we dark faded it out? I mean, long time ago, right? It's like four years ago now, maybe. Goddamn, we we've been we've done a lot of shit, man. Yeah, we zoomed in. I'm sure that episode's fantastic. It's probably the whole thing is you complaining about the the main Terminator bad guy. <laughs> Gabriel Luna. He was in The Last of Us. He was important. Show. They cared. They cared about him a lot. In The Last of Us? He is a minor role in the game. He has more to do in the sequel, which they just cast the... Uh, yep, Caitlin. The other main role in that. Yes, Caitlin Deaver, who was originally tapped to play Ellie or they in the movie version, I think. Or at least they, they talked to her about it. She's a great actress, so it's... I love her. She's playing Abby, who is super bulky in the sequel. She's a playable character, and and she's like kind of known for her her arms, her muscular <laughs> arms, which Caitlin Deaver does not have, which is fine. I don't care about that shit, but I think a lot of people thought they were going to cast someone that had some muscles. There is no transcript on our Dark Fate episode. Unfortunately. Episode 56, should you guys want to zoom in. So there are credits at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Found a handful I liked. Why don't you throw me some Anish? I got one right away, just in time for the holidays. Not even in time, actually, because we're past them. But I got a little TC here. Uh, lesser known sibling, but a little TC. Uh, I have a lesser known sibling as well, but it's not TC. What's Who is this? Well, you you might have been thinking I was talking about tender, loving care or something. I'm talking about Trent Claus, Nick, was on this movie. <laughs> His much more famous brother works in the gift-giving industry, where this man works behind the scenes. On a movie okay. set, Trent Claus looks exactly it's the spitting image of Santa, but he's behind the scenes. You know, <laughs> he's in the gift giving industry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Santa, the other guy, the other guy. Yeah, there are other relatives of, of famous people in this credits, though. Oh well, give me one. PC. Do you get PC? I wrote so many names, but I do not have PC. Been been a huge fan of this one. Always acting with their brother and sister in movies, killing it every single time. Okay. I think you remember him as uh, owner of the Bounty Hunter spaceship in Gross Point Blank, Pud Cusack. <laughs> PC in here. So I don't know if you heard that Oppenheimer soon to drop on Peacock. Just, just I did see that. Just like uh, Christopher Nolan wanted, I imagine. But anyway, I don't know if you also heard, since that movie's been in the news so much, there's been certain tidbits coming out about it behind the scenes, certain tea being spilled by certain cast members. Like Alden Ehrenreich, for example, was in an interview and he revealed something. A little NG here, Nick. Don't have it. Nolan Gross, Nick. <laughs> Showing up the set smelling, wearing the same shorts, mismatched socks, pizza stains on his hoodie, making Oppenheimer, Nick, with loud IMAX cameras, you know? <laughs> smelling weird, looking gross. By the way, I just want to take a time out. We didn't even talk about how Kyle Reese meets his younger self. In this that's a big part of this movie that's not. we don't need to go into it but it does happen because they fingerprint kyle reese and they match his fingerprints to a 12 year old which they bring in that's how the movie ends he talks to this to and this the cops boy. say did you direct jeepers creepers to kyle it's the last time this happened i used to love Rand mcnally's books go on a road trip stare at those maps all day long as your parents drove of course yeah yeah well this guy was like the Rand mcnally of the underworld his books were way more rudimentary course yeah and so i use i i you know I'd, I'd look at see get some get learn some dimensions and shit from this guy but very rudimentary do you got f fh i don't have fh frank Helbig, man open up that almanac just want to see the size of hell it's fucking big 
Nick, you got to tell me I got to look in the credits to see this. It's not in the movie, but I got to see it in the credits. That's where it's happening. I mean, show it on screen at least. Right. But I got to get it in the credits. A little SL here. Don't have it. Sarah Lucky, Nick. <laughs> Sarah Lucky in this. I don't want to spill some more tea, but when Kyle Reese does finally go in there, he notices he ain't the first. <laughs> One of your favorite actors <laughs> went up in there and made up their own hero of the rebellion. You got C.A. in there. C.A. in there. <laughs> Talking about Danny's kid? Yeah. Got Cuckoo for Coco Aiello in there. He went in there and made a bandit. I was looking at Jack Nicholson's IMDb page the other day. I tell you what, I could I could use some of this. I could use some of this, Nick, a little LS. Mm -hmm. Don't have it. Les Schmidt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I saw a name that's it's adorable name, and it makes me wonder if if uh, Tim Burton might want to make a movie about a character with this name. It sounds either like a Bobby McFerrin character or a Tim Burton character. You you, you get OP when you're doing your hunt. No, man. Overpowered? No. OP? I don't have it. Oopy Paraco. Is he in this? First name is Oopy. He's in this? So interesting. Oopie. I don't know if you're familiar with the novel or the... I don't know if it's a novel or a short story, but it's famous. And a lot of works have been based on it. Uh, I think it's called A Most Dangerous Game or A Dangerous Game. Are you familiar? Yeah, of course. The original title of that work, hidden in the credits here, worked on this movie. Well, R.H. Don't have it. Rich Hunt. Yeah, okay. the original title. A lot of people like to prioritize the creatures they fight in D&D. &D. Of course. But of I had course. a strict policy. I had a strict policy when I'd play. It was always GF. Yeah. How do we not have any crossovers? I don't have GF. I, I want to fight a talented giant bird first. You, you got to do Griff first. You got to do the Griff first, which is an actor in the movie. Highly credited. Griff first. First time this happened, by the way. It's crazy that this happened, but Guillermo del Toro saw this movie inspired by it, time traveled himself back in time, wrote Mimic, saw the credits. This person in particular traveled back in time, Nick, and made Mimic. Get a little JR in here. Don't have <laughs> The Jana Roach, Nick. <laughs> now, I can't remember what that creature was called, in the, but it was close, right? Am yeah. I close? Oh, Janice, way too much, way too much of me. Wait, Peter, these are lungs. Peter, these are lungs. So mimic, you know, when you go to Starbucks, sometimes they get your name wrong on the cup. Yes, of course. Well, when I was when I used to work in the studio system, I was working with my favorite actor, mm -hmm. and they fucked his name up big time on that coffee cup. I hope you say Mark Hamill. I said uh, I gave them the name of this actor. I said I'm getting it for them. They fucked it up, and they delivered A B. A B. Yeah. Don't have it. I don't even know how they got the first name. I don't know how they fucked confused the word Brian, but Angie Bemben. A-N-J-I-B-E-M-B-E-N. -E Angie Bemben. Wow, they really did mess it up. If especially if it was for him, you know. Dog. You know, I don't know if you saw this guy in the set. I thought he was the go-to. You know, a lot of people thought he was the go-to. Ask him questions, same answer. He did same answer every time. He shook his head. Became a huge, like, he was the guy that you asked questions to. Then became the guy that you avoided. Because TD in this, Nick. You don't have it? Mm-mm. Tony Dono, you know? <laughs> Tony Dono in this. 
It's a cute name. It is cute. Did you see Cody Banks in the credits, by the way? Agent Cody Banks worked on this? <laughs> no. Is that Frankie Muniz? Hell yeah, brother. Any no. more awesome what, ones? So what is the fistine for this movie? This was a hard one for me, man. I don't know if I even have one. The porn sort version of, of this movie. My, mine's sort of a command and then a recommendation on how to execute that command. Should I go first and just fail? Then it would it would set you. Mine's up not for great, great either, but go ahead. Okay, so here's what I was thinking. Right, this what's the movie called? The Terminator, Terminator Genesis. Genesis. So I worked on this, and I said I'm going to go this route. You know how they'll sometimes they'll do a porn version, they can't translate the ter- the Terminator. It would be like the Sperminator. I'm sure that exists. I'm not going there. So I just was like, what about the Reproductor? Right, that's what we'll call it. The Reproductor General Bliss. That's what I have written down. General Bliss. And you might think he's a corporate, a corporal, or like, you know, a general in an army or something. No, no, no. Just Bliss in general is what I was going for. That is like the, the Walmart version of another product. You know? <laughs> Nailed it. So what was yours? Uh, it was just Terminate Her Gentle Fists. <laughs> it's so much better. It's so much. Fun. It's a command, and then and then the and and then the instructions. <laughs> the best is you didn't even change Terminator. I sweated. <laughs> I was like, I can't use Terminator. What can I do? The reproductor. You could have said start- germinate her. You know, that's what he does. That's what she wants. I don't know, man. You think they got? By the way, do you think they got busy that night? They left that farm that his younger self lived on, and they they just took it out. He took it out like... Do they need to fuck at this point? John Connor has already come back and is dead. It's weird. It's a weird question. He's not dead. Maybe that's why they can. They think he's dead. Well, if you say after the credits, it's just... She's like, just the tip, Jai Courtney. And he still doesn't understand waiter. Waiters and waitresses. <laughs> so he's so confused. He's like, what? So you got to get a tattoo man for this film. Got to put it on your bod. That's a good question. Do you have any ideas about this one? Yeah, I've got a perfectly rendered just... Jai Courtney strapped on the on one of my sides. I'm just kind of like a perfectly strapped in the best shape of his life. Jai Courtney with his weird abs, just kind of just there, looking all mm-hmm. jacked out. And underneath, cursive font, Furlong looking duff. And then underneath it says, "But Furlong played John Connor in smaller print." And then in bigger font, it says, "Like I said, Furlong looking duff." <laughs> I mean, you might have made this joke already. I'm panicking that you did, but I was going to have a combo platter tattoo, a mixture of two people in this movie, a perfect rendering of what a 50% Jai Courtney, 50% Courtney Vance would look like. And underneath in cursive, Jai Courtney Vance. (laughs) Did you make this joke already? Not that I know of. Not that it's a good joke, but I was like, did he already do this kind of like... Yeah, but Jai Courtney B. Jai, Jai B. Courtney Vance. By the way, when he gets an erection, Courtney gains. Pulls down his Vance. All right. Look, man. You get to do a sequel or a singer to Terminator Genocide. What you doing? So I think this would be good. Like This is something they've ever done before where... The Terminator is like, I got this. Like, he's going, I'm going to go back and kill Sarah Connor. I'm doing it. Send me back. I got this. But they sent him too far back. Like, you know, they they missed the mark. Mm-hmm. And he, he zoops back to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Shows up in there completely naked. But it's fine because they're innocent. No apple being bitten yet. Clothing not even considered at this point. And he just blends right in. He's, he, he spins in there naked. Adam and Eve are like, welcome. They don't bat an eye. He doesn't need to borrow clothes. Then he kills Eve. 
because he thinks she's Sarah Connor. Uh oh, he actually does it right. He does it right for once. He's <laughs> he way stops it from ever happening. You know, it'd be a good name for that movie, Eve of Destruction. And then the snake high fives him. <laughs> that's what. I, that's that's my my. Statement. No, I'd love to see that fresco at the church. I feel bad <laughs> that he he mixes up Eve. What does she do? She was gonna take a bite of that fruit though. Yeah, well, he was he probably did, he was probably scanning her mm-hmm. with his Terminator eyes, one hundred percent, and said, "About to eat apple," you know, right? And as if he's like, oh, I, "I'm not on my watch," and he screams, "Not Gwyneth Paltrow's offspring!" and he blows her away. He goes, "I'm a computer. Apple's a computer." <laughs> well, I'm 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 going biblical too. Terminator Exodus. You know, you got to follow up Genesis, mm-hmm. the next book in the Bible. Fingers crossed they get to Deuteronomy. But here's my plot for Terminator Exodus. Robots and a human are sent back into the past to prevent Judgment Day from happening. As usual. Try, so I try to mix it up is what I'm saying Right. with the plot. The first Terminator movie that features some people traveling in time to prevent Judgment Day. Finally. Look, man, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Terminator Genesis. What shape does your performance take? I'm... In 2017, technology is going nut. You know what I'm saying? It's it's mm-hmm. everybody's talking about the wave of the future. The, you know, the Microsoft Zune or some shit. Yeah, and it just AI and all this stuff. And so I I'm gonna open a restaurant that caters specifically to robots. I think I'm gonna get ahead of the curve, and I am going to open a restaurant. You can come eat nuts and bolts, whatever they eat. What's on the menu? I'm, I serve robots there. And the name of my restaurant is Cyberdyne, and I get I get sued out of existence. Can, can I suggest Technosh? <laughs> Second time in two episodes, you bring up the word Nosh. Yeah, Technosh is actually on, pretty good. It's a riff on Tech Noir from the original Terminator. So I am the T four, <clears throat> also sent back. Oh no! Yeah, this is before they got all the shit right. Before yeah. they got to Schwartz. So I'm an endoskeleton. The only skin I have is on my elbows and knees. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> and I'm in a wheelchair. And you're I can't, uber confident. And I, I can't even hold a gun with my robot <laughs> fists. They're, they're closed and clenched. And so I just bang around, like, uh, bumping into things and I get, I get my ass kicked by an alleyway. You know, I'm just bouncing around in, in a corridor. And people are, like, looking at this robot. And there's only skin, and you know, like I said, on the elbows and knees. They're dry heaving around me. And just so bumped into stuff. And and I'm also a pink endoskeleton, which doesn't help, you know. <laughs> and my eyes fall out. And I'm just bouncing around. I do not kill Sarah Connor. You do not. Look. Uh, you've been asked to have your own business associated with Terminator Genesis. What? Hang to spend that hard escrow. I'm just going to do a video game. It's going to be a you, one of the, a popular kind of genre of video games, like a dating sim, and just make a dating sim of Terminator. Right? You get sent back in time, and you have to wine and dine Sarah Connor. You mm-hmm. can wine and dine. You you can take her out. You can you try to woo her to the point to where you can create the leader of the resistance. But things go wrong. You have to do it very, you know, it's a hard game. Right. Wine and Cyber Diner. I get it. Yeah. yeah she wants to go to the opera. She And you got, you're on a specific timeline, you know, like, and you don't mm-hmm. have any money. You didn't, you, you travel back in time with no clothes, let alone no money. So you have to get a job. You have to figure out ways to get money to take her on these dates. 
to dating sim. You don't have to just date her too. There's other. You can date the T100. <laughs> you can date the T1000. You can date the T4. You know how they have those places where you make candy, or where they make candy that they'll have a little fudge. They're making fudge right in front of your very eyes, where they're no. making saltwater taffy. No, yanking the okay. Is it a candy yanking shop? That, let yanking that taffy. You watch the taffy getting yanked, stretched out until it's. You talking about Kyle Reese? You know they'll dip. You, you'll watch them dip an apple into some uh, caramel. Oh, you are talking about Kyle Reese. You you know if you go to a tourist spot, they'll have these candy places. Mm-hmm. You can buy all these different confections. Sure. And I'm going to have one of those that's geared around Terminator Genesis. It's a candy factory. Except it looks like it like the manufacturing line for the T one 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 hundreds or the T you know four hundreds whatever. Mm-hmm. So you hear the whirring sounds, the glowing eyes, but instead of a killing machine coming out of the assembly, a delightful piece of taffy or a fudge round, perhaps a apple covered in caramel or even candy, and you're and you're so happy. I mean, it's it's it's. Terminator branded and all that, but it's really cool. And all of the staff are dressed out like Terminators. And they are forced to talk to you in a monosyllabic manner. You know, like phase four plasma rifle. Only what you see, pal. Fuck you, asshole. That kind of stuff. Hello. Welcome to candy. You know, that kind of shit. Enjoy your fudge round. You know, it's that kind of shit. And and you just leave that place on a, a sugar high and a Terminator high on your way out. I love this. It sounds good, and it's nothing bad's happening. And every and and then, and every all the music playing in the place is the performance of the band Genesis as endoskeleton. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, man, what's the Millennium Falcon of this thing? I have a creeping suspicion. Well, what's the creeping sus- sus- suspicion? Because I had trouble with this, John. So, uh, I go Kyle Reese's blue balls. I mean, I think it has to be that. I don't know if his blue, balls are blue though, like. Well, my, what I wrote was the Millennium Falcon is them not getting down. That is so true. I feel like Sarah Connor has bluer balls than than John Connor or Kyle Reese in this. Sorry, mm-hmm. I feel like she's kind of more ready to go than he is. Like he doesn't even understand what he's doing. You know, he still has like just a kind of a a crush on her. You know, and she's like, they, it's go time. They did her a solid by not. He, he has battle scars, but not in any place that's necessary. You know, mm-hmm. no place that's super super visible. He's got some bunch of yeah stuff on his back. Is what you're talking about? I thought for a while it might have been that glove that that Schwarzenegger cutely makes because they do a lot of they spend a lot of time fetching that glove. Kyle Reese puts it on at one point. It's it, they they do a lot of legendary buildup of that tool, and then they use it. It figures in it to the end, much like the the OG robot that what's her face makes and Megan. I'll connect it. Okay. Yeah, I'll connect it. I think you might be right. The lack of them getting it on is the Millennium Falcon of this movie. Thank you. I could not have felt even stronger. I mean, yeah. It's been said. Look, you've been on an island all these many years gathering debris yeah. from various films, and now it's time to take something from Terminator Genesis. What you bringing? I'm bringing, I'm bringing the operating system, Nick. I'm bringing Genesis, the operating system that everybody's wildly excited about in 2017 because it's going to connect everything. It's going to connect home internet, with tablets it's gonna doorbell it, cams it, yeah everything it's yeah it's gonna connect your phone to your it basically do what is happening now it's just gonna what do they call that like a nest or like a mm-hmm. 
I'm taking that to my island. Sadly, okay. it still wants to murder. It still wants to have Judgment Day on my island, but it's kind of a safe. There's not a lot of stuff it can get its paws on to have a nuclear Armageddon on my island, you know, nuclear Armageddon. So, so I feel like I can surf safely <laughs> with Genesis, even though it is trying to destroy me and everyone like me and you because you're kind of close. Yeah, but my island has a no judgment policy. Fair enough. Yeah, but I'm taking the operating system because it sounds cool, dude. Like it really sounds like it's going to connect you, kind of make your life a little easier. And maybe mm-hmm. like Matt Smith is Siri. Is that was that part of the package? Hopefully, you get the boy version, like the little guy. Yeah, he gives us all sorts of age age gaps. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want you wouldn't want Matt Smith proper. the The movie does end on his hologram. True words never spoken. Fortunately. But yeah, man, if you hear me singing, doing karaoke stuff on my island, just anything is going to be involving this operating system at this point. Because it can do every, it can do anything. Ringtones, ringbacks, you name it. Different keyboards when I text. Okay. What about you? I'm jealous of uh, Sarah Connor. Got her own pops. Yeah. It's a subservient, a hulking metal man of machine that is her, is her servant slash protector. Following her around doing odd menial tasks, carrying heavy things without any problems, you know, only has eyes for me kind of thing. So I took pops. I've got my own pops on the island, following me around, stomp, 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 getting sand in his gears, oh, maybe no. taking off those, you know, taking off the, the jacket for a minute to enjoy the, the sun because, you know, his skin grows. And, and I just, I got pops walking around, just killing it, you know, minding his own, learning about the, you know, he's like Wikipedia. I could just say, can you tell me what this species of bird is? And he says, that is a quackadil. I just looked it up on, the, on my own server. And it's a quackadil. Uh, this species is actually a thwistle shiv quackadil. Wait, you're telling him this? No, he's telling me. He's my database. Oh. He's my uh, is he how, he's is Microsoft he, and Carta. Is he stealing my Wi-Fi or does he just know this? He's connected to this, you know, the, the, the sky somehow. He's not going to be happy that I got Skynet next door. He's not going to be happy <laughs> I got Genesis, you know? Well, here's the problem. He mm-hmm. might be happy because I'm stumbling on my island. I notice I find a half buried can of hair dye not an actual gray not actually gone gray pops it's the other one it's the what from 1984 yeah he he dyed his hair to look like pops he's giving me false bird information that is not a quack it bill that's a a throw vest threat puffer can i just ask you what's happening right now it seems like the weird it's like the most you you have the power to take the real one. How did you get tricked? I got tricked. I took pops, but I it was a it, he he dyed his hair to look like pops. Carries uh, things over his shoulder like pops, but he's not. But so far, he's just given me bad he's not, bird intel. He's not 2017 pops. He's 1984 pops because he was pops in 1984. But he's yeah, he's he's the other one that was sent. Also aged up now, faking it. I feel like this is like a discussion they probably had in the writers' room a little bit. Like it kind of went like this, you know. Sarah stumbles across some hair dye and realizes that the Terminator faked it out. It's giving her bad bird intel. What is this species of crab? That's a... Well, that one right there, that's a letter opener, Majuffin. No, it's not. You're lying to me. And he's like, no, my database... Why is he lying to... Can I ask you that? Let me just poke holes in this a little bit. Why is he lying to you about this stuff? Does he not know? And he's just... He's not... not, His directive is not to kill me. His directive is to confuse you. His, no, he. I'm not. I'm an adversary, but not a, a lethal force adversary. So he's just giving me bad. Now he's giving me bad crab intel. 
Now, at some point, he may try to swim back to Sarah Connor. But lo and behold, who gets the last laugh? Regenerates the next day back on my goddamn island. And you, I move the hair dye. Do you think the Terminator swim fast? A, a neutral system, whatever, whatever program he's going to use to lose weight. I mean. <laughs> I'm lost. A forgotten man thing. me